0: Hi guys. So I'm going to be coming out of Proverbs nine, ten. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So I used to think having the fear of the Lord um, and a reverential fear for the Lord. And I remember when he first restored this to me, um, I used to think that that was just all inclusive, right? it's all I just all inclusively have the fear of the Lord and I reverence him as God. And um, that's good. However, one of the things that God had revealed to me today was sometimes we lose fear of him in a certain area and aspect of our life. Sometimes we have a reverential fear of the Lord in only certain aspects of our life. For example, For example, let's say I'm going to use fornication as an example, or maybe drugs. I don't, I mean, I, I, I fear I'm not drugs because I, I didn't do drugs in the world. So maybe I'm I'm, going to use fornication. So fornicating, right? I don't fornicate. I don't have sex outside of wedlock anymore, right? (laughs) Because I not only value, not because just not just because I value my body and because it's it's just, it's demonic, but because I fear the Lord in this area, because I love God so much and I fear him enough in this area. And it's not in a fear of, of, of control and domination. Or Oh no, I just, I just have a, a, a respect for him in this area to know that if I, I defile, if I have sex outside of wedlock and I fornicate then I'm defiling his temple, I'm violating the Holy spirit. So I, I respect him enough. I respect the Holy Spirit enough in me to say, I'm not going to sit. I'm not my own. This is not my body. This is his body. So I respect him enough to not violate it. And I can say that for, for pornography and for masturbation as well, because that was something that was done. I used to do in the world as well. And I I mean, I, God had to deliver me from that. And not even just in the world, but after coming back to God, I had struggled with that. So yes, you know, I had to... I had he had to deliver me and then now I have a reverential fear 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 for him in this area. I have a respect for him in this area. Okay. And so um but let's say I we're just going to use another example, maybe a little lie every now and then. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, um, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just, people just, it could be, it don't have to be something that's just super, you're lying about something that's just so big. It could be a small lie, but a lie is a lie. Where, no matter how big or how small, no matter what your intentions were, you a lie is a lie. Okay. A lie is wrong. And so let's say when it comes to, um, Let's just use lie. Let's say let's when it comes to lying and getting off work, calling off work, saying you're sick when you really not, calling in sick when you really not sick. That's a lie, right? Okay. Let's say that doesn't really okay. I repent, boom, and I just go on about my life after I repent. I'm forgiven. Okay. I just but but I just say sorry, Lord. But I I I do it again, right? Let's say I do it again. And then, as I keep doing it, I just keep repent. I keep saying, telling God sorry, and asking for forgiveness. And I'm, I, He forgives me, but I don't turn. I don't stop doing it. I don't. I, I become numb to doing it, right? And it may seem like a little lie. Oh well, you know, nothing's happened. I still got my job. But that may seem small. But then it's just like. It's the small things, as I said in the a previous podcast. It's the little foxes that destroys the whole belief system. So you don't understand that by lying, calling in sick when you're really not sick, and that telling that little lie, you don't understand the the honor. You're destroying your honor. You're destroying your godly integrity. So it's just like, is this little lie worth my godly integrity? Is it worth putting a breach in my godly integrity? Is it worth putting a crack in the foundation of my godly integrity? Because that's what you're doing. You could say, oh, it's just this small. I repented. I said, sorry, well, you didn't repent. Repent means to turn. I don't do it ever again. I understand that this is wrong. And I'm not saying, you know, there's my grace because there is, but I'm not just going to abuse the grace by saying, oh, I'll repent later and then do it again and do it again and keep doing it That's somebody that has left and then then you lose your reverential fear of God in that area so now when you do it you don't even you pre, it's premeditated now you calculated in your mind you oh, I'm going to call off this day or I'm going to do this this day and it's premeditated now so it's not a mistake if it's premeditated this is something that you do and you're aware of it you planned it it's calculated You devised that evil, you know, you, you conjured up that lie. Okay. And now you, you don't have no reverence for God in that area. Now you just call off all willy nilly. You call in sick when you really ain't sick. And it's just the norm. God does not. We we have to understand that. And today I I just start asking God, God, show me any area in my life where I have lost reverential fear of you. I want you to restore. I'm asking you to restore every reverent, the reverential fear of you in every area and aspect of my life. Because sometimes we just because we're okay in one area, we think that other areas are okay as well. We think that just because we're affected in one area, we've lost reverential fear of God in one area, that that's the only area that we've lost reverential fear in. And It's wise. Ask God. Ask him, God, where, where am I? Where do I, where in my life do I not respect you? What do I, what little sins am I committing to where I, where I have no, really no real regard for you? show me the areas of my life that require repentance and by repentance i don't just mean oh i'm sorry god to keep going No, i mean really where where i need to really ask you god i repent i'm sorry i don't want to do this again what do we need to do that's repentance i I i know sometimes When you say that, things don't change right at that moment or things don't change the next day. But the fact that you have the heart to say, God, I see this is a problem. It's not I can't. It's not just about me saying sorry and getting up and going about my life like nothing ever happened. It's God. This is a problem. It's it's sitting. It's standing between me and you. And I don't want this in my character. I need this to be pruned. I need to be delivered from this. I need you to, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do this no more. But some people, they say sorry and they keep going and that's not real repentance. Why? Because they they say sorry and keep going because they really actually like what they're doing. And they don't want to stop. They don't want, they want to keep doing it. But even that, it's like, okay, God, I, be honest about that. God, I'm sorry, but I want to do this. Now I need you to, I need you to shift and change my desire so that I don't do this anymore. So I don't desire to do this anymore so that true repentance can take place so that I can truly turn so that I can say, sorry, repent and mean it and turn and, 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 and let you take this from me and let you deliver me from this. It's not that God is slow to deliver. It's not that he doesn't want you to be free. It's not that he doesn't want to deliver you, but it's just like, God, will you give up? Will you give up, um, when he changes the desire for that thing, when you no longer have an appetite for it, he's able to take it because your will is submitted and surrendered to him in it. If I'm asking God, God, I don't want to fornicate no more, you know, or I, if I'm saying if I'm going to God and I'm saying, "Sorry, God, I fornicated," or I slept, with, I slept with, I slept with him last night. I'm sorry, I fornicated, and I just repent. But then the next night we, I fornicate again, right? I say, sorry, but I still want to, it's something I still want to do. It's something I still want to do the next day. It's something I still want to do the same day. So I'm, I'm going to do it again. Right. That's not repentance. My will is involved. I want to keep doing it. I have an appetite for it. It's something I want to do. Right. But if I say, if I get to, if I say, God, I know this is wrong. I, I want to do it, but take away my desire to, to, to want to do this. Father, I want, I want my will and your will to become one. I want my will to be your will. And if your will is for me not to fornicate, then I need you to take away this desire, take away this urge, deliver me. And then my desire slowly starts changing. And I'm like, ooh. next thing you know, I'm fornicating. I don't even like it. It's like I don't even want you to touch me. Don't touch me. It's, I'm, it's not enjoyable. It's not something that I want to do anymore. You see, have you ever, you have sex with somebody, you fornicating and you crying in the middle of it because you disgusted with yourself. You disgusted with the person on top of you. You just like, I don't even want to do this. Why am I doing this? I feel violated. I've been there. I've been there where I'm having, where I was fornicating with somebody and I just start breaking down crying because I felt so disgusted. I remember sitting there, checking out, looking at the ceiling, thinking of how disgusted I was. Because I, and I felt violated. Have you ever been having fornicating, literally fornicating and with my boyfriend at the time? Okay. With my boyfriend at the time, fornicating with him, feeling like I was being raped because I did. And it was, it, I wasn't being raped. Let me just put that out there. I mean, I wasn't, it was consensual. Let's not, I don't want to be twisted up nothing, but I felt violated. Because I knew this was wrong. My desires were changing. I didn't want to do this no more. I'm like, this ain't enjoyable for me no more. It's not because I didn't care. I didn't care about the person. It's just, I didn't care to give my body up like this no more because I knew my body was meant for, my body was a temple of the living God. I'm I'm not, I, I don't want to do this no more. Right? My desires start changing. And so when my desires start changing and I'm like God I'm willing it's just I, I want to stop doing this and now my desire, my will is beginning to become his will and so now it's just like now I can deliver you from that now I can take the, the show you the spirits that invaded your body by you fornicating and by you having sex and I can I can deliver you from those demonic spirits because you're willing now. And then I can restore, I'll give you, I'll restore your reverential fear in this area so that you'll never, ever give your body up to a man that's not your husband again. So what did God do? Conviction. Who I know this is wrong. Then he changed my desires. Okay, God, I don't want to do this no more. And then true repentance happened. I turn. And then what? Deliverance took place. Now he could take the demons. He could deliver me from the demonic spirits. And then what? He puts he fills me up with his Holy Spirit in that area. Now I'm content. I don't need to have sex. I don't need to masturbate. I don't need to watch porn. And I'm not boasting in myself. I'm boasting in the Lord by his grace, by his might, by his spirit. It's not by power, by might, but by his spirit spirit not by my power not by my might not by myself will strong will no it's by his spirit that i'm able to abstain and be and remain free i'm not just abstaining but i'm free and then he restores the reverential fear of him so I don't, I, I'm not doing that because I respect God too much. I respect the Holy Spirit that lives in me too much to even to do those things. And so what do we do? Ask Holy Spirit for conviction. Cause some of y'all fornicate y'all don't even feel nothing. It's just a norm thing, right? That's how you know you don't have no Holy Spirit. You need conviction. If you if you sin and you don't and you don't feel nothing, that means your conscience has been seared. That means you're blind. That means you need to ask the Holy. That means you don't have no Holy Spirit. That's a red flag right there. If you're listening to this and you sin, you just just sinning out here. You just doing doing people wrong, just doing stuff, and you don't have no conscience. You don't have you don't feel nothing. You don't care about nothing. That you have you don't have the Holy Spirit. If you don't have conviction, if you don't feel no type of remorse, conviction, and then if you know you're just saying sorry and you keep doing it and it's just like, but you still have the appetite to do it, ask God to change your desires, give you new appetite, give you align his, your will with his will. And then true repentance takes place at that point. then you repent you, you know you you said sorry, and now you turn it from it, because your desires are not for what you were doing. your di- desires are not for sin anymore. And then after that, God can deliver you from the demonic spirits that have invaded your your life because of that sin. Then he comes in, that's when he sweep you clean. That's when he deliver you from all that stuff that you picked up for the appetite that you have for sin. And then after he delivers you, he restores the reverential fear of him in that area. And then he makes you wise and gives you the boldness to go and help other people to, who are struggling with what, you, with what you just got delivered from. Amen. I got to go.